Welcome to Talking Gades. Let's get talking some Gades. Let's I'm talk so some excited, Gades. Walker. I am too, Tony. Nothing like it. Nothing like Talking Gades. Nothing like the beginning of football There's season. There's really nothing like it. I mean, I think back to every other year that wasn't this year. And I'm upset or, about or, it. Or I guess last year. But we don't really talk about last year. Because if you think about it, football would be over right now. For 240 plus days. But here's the thing. It's not. It's not. We got, we we got football more football than play. Saturday. On, well, we get football, we get on, football Sunday, on Sunday. But you get it. My name is Tony Lucasio, and I'm here with Walker Emmert. And uh, we're we're just gonna talk some gades. We're gonna do some rundowns. We're gonna get some opponent previews going. We're gonna talk about our roster. We're gonna get some predictions. We're gonna have some fun. Yeah, just basically set up the season, and then we'll be with you every week to recap the game that was and look ahead and. All the way to championship weekend. Is that right? We'll be going to a few of the games, in, in fact. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we're we both proud, proud season ticket holders for your Dallas Renegades. Inaugural season ticket holders, in fact. So, we're, we're, we're pretty pumped up for this. It's going to be a great season. It's going to be a great season. I love the roster. I love the new rules. I mean, there's so much that's good. There's a lot so to much talk that's, so about. So much that's though. good. There's so much to talk. Globe Life Park. Gades. Globe Life. Let's hear it for Globe Life Park. That's now a football field. That's now a football field. With crazy. So I saw. I I relooked at the what they did, and they um the bleachers are on top of where the bullpens used to be. Yeah, they had to take out the bullpen. Yeah, so I didn't realize that the um the bullpen we we were losing the bullpens, but yeah. Um, well, they, I think they just took out the one. Yeah, the home bullpen's still there. Yeah. Go Rangers. Mm. <laughs> Go Yanks. Anyway, so yeah, we're just going to talk some XFL, talk some Dallas Renegades, and it's going to be a fun season. So for those of you who don't know, the XFL is introducing some new rules into um, football this year. Absolutely wild. Some of them are kind of Wild nuts. rules. Um. So... Let's start where the game starts with kickoff. That is true. The game does start with kickoff. But it's going to be a little different. A little bit. When, uh, so kickoff is going to be, they're doing this for safety issues, but um, also they're trying to speed up the game. So kickoff that's, is going to be. Kinda, that's kind of their tag is. Oh, yeah. Like they, le- less stoppages, really more football. To, yeah. Yeah. Just give the fans what they want. Yeah, let the boys play. Let let the boys play. That's really that should be wake them up. Wake them up. Anyway, the kicker uh, will kick from the thirty, um, and put the ball between the opponent's twenty yard line and end zone. So he has to get it inside the twenty. Yeah, has to. And if not, it comes. Back and he's out. kicking from further back. Yeah. Than, which like, yeah. what? <laughs> They're expecting them to fail. I mean, we'll see what happens. This is the most anti-for-the-brand league ever. Pretty much. They're pretty much trying to get rid of the kicking game in its entirety. In fact, like, so, point after touchdowns, extra points, not really a thing anymore. It's more flag football rules, mm-hmm. intramural rules. I like so, the options that you can go for one, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. three points, though. So, after you score a touchdown, you get the option to go for one point, two, or three. So, like, one points from the two, two points from the five, or three from the ten. Right, so. and it's it's definitely going to make the game super interesting. It will. It will. It's kind of a game very, changer. Yeah, very offensive heavy now. Keeping with the theme of for the brand. Or not. Well, anti-brand. Um, punting is going to look a little different as well. A, 
a little different. A little, a little, a a little lot different, different. A little different. A lot different. I kind of don't. I kind of still don't quite get this one. It's okay. So basically, instead of having your coverage team line like lined up right on the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. they're pretty much gonna be five yards away from the return team. That's wild. It that's is not, so. That, that's wild. So you have like your return man that's back there. You have a wall of ten guys in front of him. Then you got five yards of space, and then you got the coverage team, the kick coverage team. Mm-hmm. The punter is still like way back there, wherever the line of scrimmage right, is. Right. Yeah. So pretty much. He will take it, punt it, so that means there's no like running start. Okay. So as soon as the punt returner catches the ball, both teams just collide. Okay. So it's kind of like uh, they're kind of trying to get rid of the um, gunners and that kind of thing, and try and get rid yeah, of concussions. Much. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, I hate concussions. So. But that also means we might see a lot of kickers missing tackles. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna get a lot of kickers by themselves, just completely just soloed up with a punt oh, returner. Oh, it's gonna be ugly, <laughs> but very entertaining. again, very anti-brand. Pat McAfee's gonna be rolling over in his grave. He's not dead. Speaking of Pat McAfee, Mister Mister Punter of the Decade, Punter of the Decade. That's a that's high regard. It really is for someone who didn't play the whole decade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he was so good. Didn't win a Super Bowl, though. Yeah. Thanks, Drew Brees. Anyway, he's going to be a sideline reporter. Well, at least for the first game. Who knows after that? Yeah, because did you see he's he's maybe not... Yeah, he might pull out. <laughs> oh, well. But he's guaranteed to be at the first game, which is Dallas Renegades playing the St. Louis Battlehawks. At Globe Life Park. At Globe Life Park, 4 p.m. Sunday. Which... Coincidentally, we're going to be on the field for that. Imagine that. Wow. One, yeah, one of our perks of being season ticket holders is we get a field pass for a game. So, of course. We had to pick the game Pat was going to be at, for obviously. sure. So, look for Pat on the podcast next week. I would lose it. That, I would lose my mind. That's probably not going to happen. We don't know. We, don't we know. could get picked up real fast. People could love the talk gates. Well, we'll find out. The double forward pass. Now, this is something. This is really something else. Innovation that excites. Not a sponsor. No free ads. So, as I understand it, once the quarterback snaps the ball, as long as the first pass is before the line of scrimmage, he the, the person who catches it can throw it again. Right. So no matter if it's lateral Yeah, it doesn't or have to forward. be lateral or backwards. You can do a forward pass and then another forward pass. Which is insane. Crazy. Which is insane. I can't fathom it's it right be now. So, the first time we see it, first of all, we'll be on the field. Yeah. So it's gonna happen right in front of our eyes. Right in front of our faces. It's gonna it's nuts. It's really something like Nothing like it has ever happened in football. Nuts. Overtime rules are also a little different. It's more of like NHL-style shootout. I like it more. I like it more. NFL, NFL rules are dumb and terrible. Yeah, that we can agree on. College rules, though. College rules, I, like I, I dig. XFL especially, rules. Especially when it goes to seven. Especially when it goes to seven. And then you set the record for longest, longest game. game and highest scoring game. Uh, who was Who was that? What team? Did it was that? Like, it was last year, right? Yeah. Oh. What? Oh wait, Who? wait. 
I'm pretty sure it was was LSU and they But LSU They lost though, right? They they lost. Right, yeah. They LSU's lost. undefeated though. Yeah. Who's the last team LSU lost to? Pretty sure it was Texas A&M. Was it your fighting Texas Aggie football team? I think it was. How about them Aggies? How about damn Aggies? Thanks, Jimbo. Wake them up. So overtime is five rounds, like a shootout style. I like it a lot. So teams will just kind of bounce back and forth, and then... It's a, it, it's a lot like a shootout in soccer when they do that. Right. So kind of like a best three out of five, but also... But you do all five. Well, you don't have to. Right. But... Pretty much, it's going to be five rounds of teams going back and forth on two-point conversions, and then whoever has the high score at the end of the five rounds wins. If not, they just keep going. But, yeah. So teams are going to have a lot of PAT yeah. in, like, inside the 10 two-point conversion plays. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting. That's gonna, It's going to come down to coaching a lot. It really is. It's going to have to kind of rewrite playbooks from – what we know. And another thing that's going to have to change a lot for these coaches oh, and yeah. players is the 25-second play clock. That is that's crazy quick. fast. That's quick. So any substitutions you want to make got to be. Oh, you got to go. It's going to be kind of like hockey in that way. Yeah, probably. I mean, a little different, clearly. but No, XFL's on skates. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nuts? Double forward pass on, on skates. skates. <laughs> so they're also doing what they're calling a comeback period. So after the two-minute warning, whenever a play ends inbounds, so, okay. so, and, and it's like, so, so not out of bounds or not in incompletion. Okay, the so clock, first downs. Right, okay. first downs. The clock will stop, and then it will start again once the ball is spotted and five seconds have come off the play clock. Okay. So teams are going to have five seconds once the ball is spotted before the game before clock starts. Okay. So they could get the ball off inside of that five seconds mm-hmm. okay. and it won't affect uh, the game Okay, clock. I see. Okay, so that'll give them a little more time. Right. It it stretches it really stretches that last two minutes. I see what they're doing. Okay. Right. I right. like that. That that'll yeah. be that'll be utilized by a lot of teams. Because yeah, yeah. it completely switches how the game had been played for the other it just, first half. It just kind of encourages up tempo. Mm-hmm. So like if a team gets a big first down, they sprint downfield. If they can get a if they can get a playoff within five seconds of the ball being spotted, they're not going like, to lose it's any like, game time. Yeah, it's like the game didn't even right, which is which is good for the comeback. But it hurts if you're leading by not too much. That that is true. Um, each team only has two timeouts per half instead of three. I don't know how I feel about that one. It's kind of. I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's not really. I don't think it's going to be super. No, that might change at some point. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be super uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think it's going to be super influential. Yeah, maybe not. So they added a couple of common sense rules. The first one is one foot inbounds, which I like common a sense. lot. I love common that sense. so much. There's so many times you're watching an NFL game one and one foot, and you're like, oh, if only this was college. <laughs> it is. The XFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. They're also going to have a dedicated ball spotting official, so it's going to be this one guy. He's going to stand <laughs> on the field, and his only job is he's going to say, "Up, oh, there's the ball. The ball. Yep. Got it right there. I got it." Be like hey, the other guys going to go, "Hey, where's the ball?" He's like, "Ball's right there. Got it." <laughs> it's his he, only job. If he loses it, oh, fired. <laughs> That's his only job. Fired immediately. They added an entire official for that to one to look reason. for the ball. But hey, 
At least they'll know where the ball is. They will never, there will never be a question. Nope. They will always know. Nary a query. Nary. They're also going to put, oh yeah, they're putting headsets in every player's. Every every skill player. Every skill player. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're going to put headsets in every skill player's helmet. So that means the coach should be like, hey, just run a slant. (laughs) It'll, it'll, it helps, um. That really helps with the 25-second play clock. Yeah. Because you can really shorten you don't have the time huddle. To, yeah, you don't have time to really take Because when the coach is in your ear saying, hey. Yeah, you don't have a lot of time in the huddle, so that'll that'll help that. Or is like it, on, on, on checks. Because, like, when does the communication cut off? Yeah, that's the question because I'm not sure. It doesn't – it looks like they – Um, it looks like they they always have connection. Well, that's crazy. So that means, like, you can have your OC up in the booth just say, hey, post route's open. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need. What's also interesting is that you at home will also get to hear. Oh, because yeah. Because the broadcast be also ha- the broadcast. has links to that feed. That'll be nice. Uh, the other thing is only 10-minute halftime instead of, what, 15 or 20. Yeah. So instead of so again, they're just really trying to speed up the game. So that means we got to cut out most of J Lo's. Sorry, J Lo. Okay, so those are the rules. So to take a broader look at the league, so there's eight teams, East and West. In the West, you got the Gades. Oh baby, you got my favorite. You got the Houston Roughnecks, L.A. Wildcats, and the Seattle Dragons. And in the East, we got the D.C. Defenders. Good name. Good name. Great name. New York Guardians. Good logo. Seattle Battlehawks mm. and the Tampa Bay Vipers. I kind of like the Vipers logo. I kind of do too. I mean, other than the Gades, Houston is strong. Houston has a really good logo. Strong. I like the H in there. I like the Guardians logo too. Eh, it could be better. I like the red and the black. The red and the black does look good. But you know who has the best logo? You're talking renegades. Well, my God. <laughs> You're, you know You're <laughs> talking renegades. <laughs> you know who has the best logo? Who has the best logo? Your Dallas renegades. Right. Oh, that baby blue on top of the black. Ooh. The red eyes. Oh, the red eyes. Oh, give me, me some every red time. eyes. But, you know, I think I've seen this logo somewhere. Really, have you? But... Surely not in Dallas, right? You wouldn't think so, but they just played just just down the road at the AAC. Really? I'm talking about the Dallas Desperados. <laughs> Arena football. Oh, baby. What a team they were. Hey, it's okay. All the Gates did was take that logo. They turned a little bit. They added a little color. Yeah, make it a little better. Oh, more they modern. had a little fun with it. Looks yeah. good. Looks good. So moving on from there, playoffs uh, in um, the XFL are going to be a little different as they're taking only the top two seeds from both. Um, divisions and um, the home team will be the higher seeded team and then the next week they'll play the remaining team from each division in the playoff in the championship yeah so it's a little bit like how nfl division round works yeah it is kind of like how they do uh division playoffs yeah and then the championship game will be sunday april 26th my guess is it's going to be at cowboy stadium i don't know how it's not the i mean they haven't announced but that's just my guess I think it depends on the teams that are in. Well, we'll be there. Obviously. And it really doesn't matter who else. I don't care because they're going to lose. I'm, I don't I, know. I'm like it, weirdly it seems, confident in this It seems team. like the trend is 
Let's put the championship game AT&T at AT&T Stadium. At AT&T Stadium. It's huge. It's pretty lo- localized. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Jerry loves money. That is true. All right, so now let's get more into talking some Gades, specifically. We've been talking XFL. Let's talk a little Gades. Let's do it. All right, let's get into the quarterbacks. Uh, our, as of right now, our starting quarterback is Landry Jones. Landry Jones. Strong. Strong. Had a, and had a good time in Oklahoma. Yeah, great time. Had some fun in Pittsburgh. Yeah, a little bit. Not too much. Not not as much as Norman, but I mean, hey, a little bit. He he got paid. He played in some games. He started some games. He won some games. He did, and he had some game-winning drives. drives. <laughs> yeah, he did have some of those. The best part about this is that <laughs> our head coach is Bob Stoops, which coincidentally was his head coach. No way. Wow, isn't that crazy how that works? That is gonna. They're going to have such a good relationship. That's going to play a huge role. It's so integral. They're going to know each other so well. It it helps out so much. As far as our backup quarterbacks, Philip Nelson, Eric, is it Dungy, Dungy? I think it's Dungy. Is it? Or is it Dungy? I mean, he played at Syracuse. He did play at Syracuse. Go Orange. Go <laughs> Orange. I, I think I've heard Philip Nelson's name before, but I also could really have just ne- be making that up for sure. I've never really heard of either, but... But they're great. It doesn't matter. We have Landry Jones. We have Landry Jones. And secretly, we have a fourth backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. Jared Hurd. Tony's real big on Jared Hurd. What is that? Fifth string wide receiver. He's real big on Jared Hurd. I think he's going to be a monster. Tell us about it. So when he was playing at Texas, I watched him a lot. And they used him kind of all over the field. They used him as a heavier fullback. They used him as a wide receiver. They used him as quarterback for a few years. So he's got that arm strength, knows how to play the position. He has played against some of these uh, OU guys that we have on our team. So he's he's kind of a game changer. So that's going to be huge with the double pass. Yeah. Hmm. That's going to be really interesting. So look for Jared Hurd double passes. Look for Jared Hurd. Uh, is that going to be an assist as a touchdown? Good question. Yeah, who gets – I'm pretty Who gets sure the touchdown pass? I guess second toss gets gets the touchdown. Yeah, but so is we're gonna have a system. So when touchdown. Landry Jones throws throws it to Jared Hurd and Jared Hurd throws a ninety yard bomb that goes all the way, Landry Jones is just gonna have one completed pass on that play. Yeah, for like one yard. That's kinda lame for the quarterback. Yeah, well. For the game. I think we're gonna see a lot of wildcat formation. Really? I think so. Because hmm. you have the double pass, so get the quarterback out there. Yeah, Philly yeah. special, but like. But like from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. We got some solid running backs. I mean, Cameron Artis-Payne was huge at Auburn. Yeah, huge I watched some of Auburn. his highlights. He looks good. Yeah. He looks like he can break some ankles. Yeah, and he's a he's pretty big. 215. He was, I mean, he was dominant at Auburn. I wish he was a little taller. <laughs> but don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? He did some time with the Panthers, did pretty well for them. We got Lance Dunbar, who I like Lance Dunbar. I, I really think, do too. I like Lance Dunbar. I really do too. He was kind of a backup role running back with with the Cowboys. Yeah, he had I, some good I years. I remember some of his some of his runs against some different teams throughout the years. And then Austin Walter, Marquise Young. I think I think Marquise Young should not be last. I watched all four there. I watched. Some highlights from yeah. all four of them. Yeah, he was he was pretty big at UMass. Yeah, pretty big, six foot. I mean, and who would you rather have run the ball, a guy from Massachusetts or a guy from Rice? 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving on to wide receivers, we have who is quickly becoming my absolute favorite player, Jeff Badette. Jeff Badette. Who, also from Oklahoma. Who was there during the Landry and Stoops years. For for a short minute. Knows the offense. He, he really it's, does. It's He knows he knows Coach Stoops. For, he knows Landry Jones. For someone who's not an Oklahoma fan, I am going to be cheering for a lot of Oklahoma players. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Next, we have a 6'5 human who has the best name I've ever heard. Jazz Ferguson. What a name. Jazz Ferguson. That man's walking down the street, six foot five. What's up? I'm Jazz. <laughs> Man, what a life. Just imagine him walking down the streets of downtown Arlington. Towering over everything. Just everything. The entire city saying, hey, I'm Jazz. <laughs> What's up, Jazz here? You like Jazz? He's going to be huge in the red zone on I don't think he's going to be that great on a for a double pass though. I don't think you're no. gonna be looking for Jazz Ferguson to No, but the ball you're looking field. for matchups with him. Yeah. You're looking for matchups. I mean he's six foot five. How many cornerbacks are gonna be six foot five or taller? I mean our tallest corner is six two. So I mean he's he's gonna play a big, he's kinda, big he's role with dominate. the matchups. Yeah. He's gonna dominate. Next we have Flynn Nagel. Flynn Nagel? I don't know. <laughs> Nagel? Northwestern. So you got Northwestern, Northwestern State. We'll see how that plays out. Don't know a whole lot about him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about Flynn. I don't know too much about him, but he played at Northwestern, so got a he plays yeah, football in the Big Ten. Next up, again, Jared Hurd, who is kind of just going to be u- utilized all over the field. I'm surprised they have him slotted as a wide receiver. If I'm being honest, yeah, I don't know how long that'll stick. Behind him, we have Joshua Crockett out of Central Oklahoma. You think he's related to Davy? <laughs> Davy Crockett. Yeah, that's why he's playing for the Renegades because he loves Texas. Yeah, but I mean, he went to Oklahoma. Right. What a traitor. Central Oklahoma. He's a traitor. Never mind. Oh well, we'll make Davy proud. Then we got Freddie Martino from North Greenville. He played a little bit with the Buccaneers. Did a little bit with the Falcons. Kinda got a touchdown. In the he's caught a touchdown in the NFL, which is something neither of us have ever done. That that's true. Or probably ever will do. Hey, you don't know. Nah, I know. I, I think I know. Next, we've got our tight ends, and oh my goodness, this man is a giant, standing at six foot eight, two fifty seven, from Stetson. Donald Parham. Wow. Donald Parham. I've literally never heard of Stetson University. <laughs> it kind of sounds like a little made up, <laughs> but hey, if he's six foot eight, and Art and Landry Jones can get the ball up there to him. That's going to be some touchdowns. And, I mean, he's going to be a great blocker. We got Sean Price, Julian Allen rounding out the tight ends. I think we got some some good ball catchers. Yeah. Yeah. And if not, I love using a tight end to block somebody. Hey. Grounded path football, baby. I love some grounded path football. But we don't have time for that in the XFL. No, we don't. Only got 25 seconds. We got to sling it and fling it. Our O-line, haven't, going to be honest, haven't heard of a lot of them. I have not done a lot of research here. Well, we got some D1 guys. Got Alex some, Balducci from Oregon. Got some SEC players and yeah. Darius James. Josh Allen, not the quarterback. Not the quarterback. Not the linebacker, but offensive guard from Louisiana Monroe, Right, Josh yeah. Allen. Fun fact, he went to high school from my hometown. He went to Cedar Hill High School. Oh. Yeah. That's, cur- that's wild. He's back home. Yeah, a little bit. Back in Arlington. But the thing I like about him, he won the national championship or the 
the state championship in 2006 with love Cedar winners. Hill High School. I love winners. Under coach Joey McGuire, who is now with Baylor. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he, he he's a winner. He knows how to win. Because Matt Rule said, get me out of here. They lost to the Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, and Matt Rule said, never again. We got some big boys up front. Some we big do. boys. Going to make some way for, for CAP. And Jared Hurd. Jared Hurd. So now switching over to the defense. The other side of the ball. The other side of the ball. Defense wins championships. It does. But not in the XFL. <laughs> no, it does not. Offense <laughs> definitely wins championships in the XFL. I don't know a ton of names here, if we're being honest. Don't know a ton of names. But I like the schools I'm seeing. But they're I from like big schools. Oklahoma, we got Oklahoma, Purdue, UCF, national, champion, national UCF, champion, as we all know, BYU. We've got Notre Dame on there, Mississippi State, like an SEC guy. Let's see if I know any of these safeties. I don't. I don't know a single one of them. We got a, Tennessee, a guy from Tennessee, um, a guy from my my own Tarleton State. How about that? His, his own. <laughs> wow. Tresson Deku, I feel like I've heard that name before. Somewhere Oregon State. Uh, I've he's heard. I've heard two, out of Lucy. Six foot two, so he might. You know, he'll be good with some matchups. Maybe not get six foot five. Jazz Ferguson, nope. but the taller <laughs> guys. Not everyone has a six. Yeah, foot be eight. able to lock it down. Tight end and a six foot five. I really like our safeties. All six foot. Yeah, and I've heard of uh, Tenny Adewusi. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. out of Delaware. Oh yeah, and Mike Abernathy. So I, 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 I'm a little more familiar with this defense than I thought. I mean, they can range pretty well. Cover that. Double pass. Cover that deep ball yeah. that I'm sure we will be seeing. And of course, we have our special teamers, which are this, probably aren't feeling anti for the brand. They league. probably aren't feeling that special. Probably not. Which is kind of sad. We got Drew Gallitz, Galitz, out of Baylor, punter out of Baylor. I'm gonna go Gallitz. Gallitz. I like Gallitz. Awesome Mac. Awesome Matt Guinness from Kentucky. So we got some big, big name, big, assume, big, big name schools. I assume Punter's going to be Holder here as well. We're not going to do any weird backup quarterback Tony Romo type thing. No. Okay, that's good to hear. Cause not in my XFL. Uh, moving on to the coaching staff. Um, we we have a pretty solid coaching. I really staff. like it. Pretty solid. I mean, Bob Stoops. I we all really know Bob like Stoops. Bob Stoops as our as our head coach. I mean, he's a winner. National champion, Big Twelve champion. He came out of he came out of retirement to do one thing, and that's win. That's and that's coach the Gates to victory. And when Bob Stoops sets his heart on something, pretty unstoppable. Gets it done. Al Mum, offensive coordinator, not a big name, but he was OC for SMU. He's been Kentucky's head coach, New Mexico State's head coach. So he's been a D1 head coach or coordinator. Hey, where'd he play? Played at Tarleton. My own (laughs) Tarleton Texans. Yeah. Go Ducks. He's also employed... Current head coaches Dana Holgerson, oh the Mike Leach, Don Aaron Houston, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's definitely, and I mean, we know the success of those guys. So I mean, all Mike came from Leach, somewhere. Uh, Mississippi State, yeah, Mississippi State. That's a wild hire. He said, "We're not going to pee on this field anymore." <laughs> well, he wasn't the one that needed to say that. That's no, he all. Said, hey. That's all. Uh, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's got to be telling his players uh, not to pee on the field. That's now. right. That's right. Uh, O line coach. Can you say this name? Jeff. Jeff. J- Jagodzinski. Jagodzinski is probably, that's that's what I'd go with. That's what we're going to go with. He uh, has some NFL oh, he, experience. He's worked with. He's worked with Mike McCarthy and Ryan Day. He sure has. Those are some good yeah. names. I like what I'm seeing on our coaching. Yeah. Coach for the Falcons. Hopefully it wasn't the, that Super Bowl team. <laughs> I don't think so. We got Bobby Blizzard. Or Blizzard. Great name. Bobby Blizzard, coaching the running backs. He 
was a two-time All-Star. You know where? Uh, in the NFL. <laughs> NFL Europe, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the NFL. But. In Europe. But, get this, he played at Kentucky under Hal Mum. Oh, so they're best friends. Yeah, they're best friends. So. I love that we have best yeah. friends on our so he staff. knows he knows how Hal Mum likes to run his team, likes to run his offense. Um, he coached alongside him at Bellhaven. He also coached um, wide receivers with the Memphis Express. Am I seeing this right? That he coached in the AAF. He sure did. We actually have quite a bit of AAF experience. I don't know if that surprises me or not. I mean, I, don't I think know. it. I don't think it should because it makes sense that those guys would need jobs. But also, I kind of figured that w- when the AAF happened, when that disbanded, that a lot of those guys would get um, NFL or uh, college jobs. College jobs. Yeah. yeah. Well. Here they are in the XFL. The, back, back in some spring football. I mean, I've got to say, I really like this coaching staff. Our receivers coach, Jarrell Jackson. Now, not that big not that big of a name, at least as a coach, but in 1996, he was playing for Oklahoma, so okay. another OU guy, and he returned a punt 51 yards for a touchdown in the Red River rivalry, and it kicked off a huge comeback, forced overtime, they won the game. All because of his little punt return. It it is wild to me how many guys we have connections to Oklahoma with this yeah. team. Yeah. So OU's now our farm team. Yeah. Uh I get behind that. Hey uh Jalen Hurts, get ready. Jalen Hurts, get ready. Coming to the Dallas Renegades, Jalen Hurts. You heard it here first. He also coached wide receivers at Central Oklahoma for two or three years. We have um, a guy from Central Oklahoma. Joshua Clark. Were Joshua they, Crockett. Were they <laughs> Davy's nephew. Davy's nephew, right? Yeah, were they there at the same time at all? So I think so. I don't know. I probably should have looked that up. They were on different sides of the ball, so it wouldn't have mattered, right? They were both receivers. They're both receivers. <laughs> now, quality control, offensive quality control, coaching tight ends, Scott Spurrier. Wait, Steve Spurrier's son. Okay, That's all you need to know. All you need to That's know. That's all he's got. He's a winner. He's got wind in his blood. You ready for another OU connection, though? His brother, Steve Jr. Coached with Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. So, a little bit of family, family ties. There. Yeah, yeah, family absolutely. ties. He played receiver under his dad at South Carolina. Um, he SEC. also coached tight ends in the AAF with Orlando Apollos. Which would have gone on to win the championship. I hope they were believe. rolling. They were. So, it's good. Like, Unofficial Orlando Apollos champion tight end coach. Ab- yeah. He sure. should have a ring. So, we're glad to have him on our staff. He'll, he'll have a ring. He will this year. He will this year. Moving to the defense, Chris Woods is our D. Chris Woods is our D coordinator, not a huge name, but again worked under Bob Stoops at Oklahoma for a couple years, which is huge, huge. I love these connections. Bob Stoops put together this coaching staff. He did a great perfectly. job, which I think great is job. really going to help us. I mean, the the connections is kind of an underrated, undervalued thing when it comes to people don't talk about it enough. No, because most of these guys are going to know how he coaches. You know. Know how he likes to run practice, things like that. Pretty crazy. But uh, he was D.C. at Texas State. Um, interim head coach for a little while, a couple years ago. Um, DB coaches, we got Marvin Sanders doing the cornerbacks. Kenny Perry coaching safeties. Um, Sanders played corner at Nebraska. He's been at D.C. for Coastal Carolina. Um, coached DBs at USC. He was a high school coach for a while. Um, he was at USC under Lane Kiffin. Okay. So, good Good tutelage. Yeah, that is that is some good tutelage. 
Yeah. Good good tutelage. I like tutelage, yeah. Yeah. Kenny Perry bounced around Texas high school football. Um he is he is pretty well known in Arlington, which is good for the hometown team. He coached Arlington Bowie from 06 to 2012. I'm glad you read that because I would have said Bowie. Made the 5A playoffs every single year he was there. That's that's a good thing to do. Yeah. And then he went on to coach corners at TCU. Um, he coached corners at Kansas, was D.C. for a little while. We got Mickey Matthews coaching backers and doing defensive quality control. Also worked at Coastal Carolina. Funny thing. When he left, when when he was no longer Coastal Carolina's defensive coordinator, they replaced it with Marvin Sanders. So, oh, so they're they've got a little. Rivalry. So they're buddies. Yeah, they're good <laughs> buddies. Um, he coached the linebackers at Georgia for a little while. He won a, a D1 AA national championship in 2004 with James Madison. Um, he's won some conference championships in D1 AA. Oh, well, if you coach at James Madison, you're winning the championship. That's I mean. Double That's A powerhouse, kind of yeah. powerhouse, and now maybe my favorite coach in our coaching staff, Jackson Jeffcoat's dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. You know who Jackson Jeffcoat is? Yeah, didn't I, he? I had no clue. He played. He's from Plano. Oh, he's from oh, Plano. that's why. That's how you. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So oh, I went lo- to Plano West. Well, okay. We don't want to talk about that much. <laughs> anyway, but he went to he went to Texas. He uh, played for the Redskins for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking about his dad Co- now. Oh. Uh, D-line I coach. I don't know much about his dad. <laughs> Jim Jeffcoat. Let me tell you, this guy is going to be incredible for our defense, incredible for our defensive line. Let me tell you why. He won two Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. That's a lot of Super Bowls. That's twice as many as me. Hey, hard to do. Twice as many? That's infinity times more than me. That's two more than you. He played with the Bills. He is a member of the 100 Sacks Club. He has 102 and a half sacks in his That's career. Never missed a game with the Dallas Cowboys. Much like Eli Manning from the your New York Giants. Yay. In 1985 against the Redskins. Uh, this is just some career highlights of his. His son's team? How he had, dare he? Yeah, he had 11 tackles. Sacked Joe Theismann five times well, in one game. Clearly that wasn't hard to do. Have you seen the video? I've seen the video but still, five sacks in a game is crazy. That's a lot of sacks Crazy. In a game. He has two interceptions in his life, returned both for a touchdown. Well, clearly. Because uh, if you catch the ball, what else are you going to do? And he was nominated for the 2008 Hall of Fame class, but he never made a Pro Bowl. So, interesting. Anyway, then he went on to coach the Cowboys D-line for a little while. He coached at Houston, University of Houston, San Jose State, Colorado. And are you ready for this one, Tony? Also... Also, championship winning coach. Oh, we got another champion with the Orlando Apollos. Worked right. with Scott Spurrier with the with All the right. Apollos. D line coach for them. We got some. We, so got, we got some two. Good we got two ball. AAF champions. We got some good spring ball sure experience. Do. I love this guy. He is going to be so good for our D line. He brings such a good energy and a good and a good resume that he's going to instill in our in our D line. I mean, five sacks a game. Never missed a game. 100 sacks in his career. But this is exactly what our defensive line needs. They're in a play with such tenacity, Vigor. I guess. Vigor, yes. I'm pumped. I just, I'm pumped I just really think the things that he is going to bring to this D-line, I mean, toughness. We might have the toughest D-line in the league. I think our defense is going to be flying across the field. I, I could agree with that. Not a lot of big names, but these coaches, good, good 
caliber coaches. I mean, they're going to get them going. We're, hard work beats talent. When talent doesn't work hard. Kevin Durant. Anyway, so like we mentioned before, this Sunday, week one, your Dallas Renegades taking on the St. Louis Battle Hawks, 4 p.m., Globe Life Park. This team is they've pieced some, together pretty well. They've got some quarterbacks on this team. They've got some scary quarterbacks in St. Louis. Some guys that have really brought me some some fear over the years. Oh, yeah. We got we got an old Mississippi State Bulldog and an old Ole Miss Rebel. Are they the Rebels? Ole Miss. Are you allowed to call them that? Sorry, the Ole Miss Land Sharks. Oh, okay, there we go. That's on me. I thought they were the Bears. Oh, wait. I thought they were the dogs. I thought they were also dogs. Or, you know, yeah, they were dogs for a little bit, but also Land Sharks. But also Rebels? Eh, who knows? Yeah, Nick Fitzgerald and Jordan Tiamu. Tiamu. And Taylor Heineke, which I think I know his name, but I have no I clue I definitely why. know his name. Who do you play for? Other than Old Dominion, but who do you play for? He played for the Panthers for a little while. He's their backup. Oh, that's why I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Big New Orleans Saints fan. Luckily, uh... They have great quarterbacks, but I don't know many of their wide receivers. No, but their running backs, they got two former Aggies, Keith Ford uh, and Michael. Uh, I forgot they Michael, have Keith so. Ford. Yeah, Keith Ford was a force. They're going to be a ground-and-pound team, but they they're going to run out of time a lot. But that's good for us because our D-line is going to eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up. I think, oh, gosh, I just got so confident that we're going to just win every game by yeah. 50. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good for me. Uh, I'm going to get my heart broken by the Dallas Renegades. Lifelong fan. Lifelong fan. I, I think back, there was never a time I wasn't a Dallas Renegades Not fan. really. Ever since they announced it. Once I heard Dallas Renegades, I was like, oh, that's my team. Oh. Tony, I just saw this. Guess who their punter is? Brandon Man. Marquette King. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> yeah, I just saw this. That was, oh, boy. Ma- wow. That's going to be interesting watching him with the new punt rules. He's going to tackle so many people. Yeah, good good for St. Louis. That's, good for St. Louis for getting him. Kind of crucial. Yeah, this is going to be a pretty good week one game. I think I think our defense is going to match up I pretty think we'll well. Hold him out, yeah. You know, I think our defense is going to hold him out. I mean, they have they have a six foot four receiver in Ladamian Washington. Um, six foot six I, guy. Why do I know Ladamian Washington's name? Where did he play college ball? Missouri. Oh, SEC. Yeah, maybe. They got a lot of tall receivers, but then they also have a five foot nine guy. So that's cool. yeah, but we've got a six foot eight guy <laughs> who will tower over him like a toddler. Keith Mumphrey, Michigan State, six foot. They got a lot of tall guys, so they might be able to spread the ball out quite a bit. I mean, they have dominant running backs, but their quarterbacks are pretty well experienced. Are something I've really been thinking about it with this double pass is: Are they going to let quarterbacks check in as wide receivers and check in and have two quarterbacks on the field. Yeah, why not? It's going to be madness. You're going to see you're going to see Nicky Fitz. You're going to see Nicky Fitz throw a pass to Jordan Tiamu and throw it 90 yards down the field. I didn't even think of that. To be swatted out of the air and intercepted by our safeties and ran back for a touchdown. We might see some interesting formations. It's going to be these coaches kind of have free reign with they really whatever do. they want to do. They really do. They can be so creative. Man, we might have a lot of double double quarterbacks in the backfield even. Yeah. Wow. But because of that, 
going into this prediction for the game, I have no clue how to predict a score. Well, we've never seen an XFL game, right? I don't know what the, I, I don't know what the time's going to do to the score. I don't know what how the offense how offensively heavy it's going to be. It's going to uh, with the with the being able to score a touchdown and then get nine points for right, the touchdown. Right, yeah, you can you could be down nine points, still a one score game. You could be down nine points within the first like if someone runs back the opening kickoff. Yeah, nine points. You could be down nine nothing after five seconds. Well. Like fifteen, like seven seconds. to ten. <laughs> it takes a little. It, well, it takes a little bit. Field dimensions are the same, right? Yep. They didn't make it a little wider. That's good because that introduces a whole other can yeah. of worms. So yeah. I guess knowing all the new rules and knowing the the way how offensively heavy it's going to be, I'm gonna give it a lot of points early. Yeah, I'm gonna say maybe a fifty-one forty-one. Wow. Like I, I, yeah, expect, I, I, I really do expect a lot of scoring, especially this week one. You know, yeah, because everyone's no, going to be trying everything. Yeah, no one knows how to defend. No one knows how to defend these XFL yeah, offenses. because no one's going to. No one has. I so, mean, you can practice against it, but that's sure. But look for talking about practice. Look, look for defense to pick up around you know week four or five. Oh yeah, but yeah, these first few weeks probably pretty high scoring games. So for this week, I think we're going to go. Obviously, I'm going to put. Pick the Gates to win. Clearly, uh, I feel like I'm going to pick the Gates every week. <laughs> uh, it'd be weird on the Dallas from the Gates podcast not to. Um, but I'm going to go forty-one thirty-five. Forty-one thirty-five. All right. Yeah, I really have no clue how to predict something like this. I do think off pretty offensive heavy. Yeah, for sure. Probably a lot of throwing it up to Jeff Bedet and Jazz. And Jazz can't forget. Um, let's see. I like, I gotta think in, like, nines now. Shit, you can't think about football in regular scores. I gotta go back and do my prediction all over again. So I need to completely redo my score. Because the score can really be anything. It's one, two, or three points. It really can be anything. You know, I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna go so wacky. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do 43 to 39 Renegades. Let's see, I think I got 44-32. I like that. 44-32 Gates. Clearly. So we'll see how close we are. Or, we'll you know, see. how super far off. I, I expect to be way off this <laughs> yeah. first week. Kind of hope so. but I want the Gates to run away with 100 to nothing. Yeah. It could happen. It could happen. These punt rules, who knows. So, uh, okay, so we're going to be doing this thing called a touchdown draft. And uh, each week, uh, Walker and I are going to pick two players who we think they're going to score a touchdown that week. Um, if... I picked that player. Uh, that player's off the table. Walker can't pick that player that week. Um, and we're just going to see who gets more throughout the season. We'll keep track of it and let you all know. All right, so who's your first pick for this week going to be? I think it's clear. I, I think I, I got to go. I think we all know. I think we all know it's going to be Jeff Bedette, former OU Sooner. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, that's a good bet. That's and, a good bet. And keep in, bear in mind, you get a point for every touchdown they score. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, that's that's a good pick. I mean, Landry Jones, Jeff Bedette early. It's gonna be the easy connection. If so. you wanted to, you could pick a quarterback. It'd be yeah, a I guess. Bold, it'd be a bold move. I mean, yeah, rushing, receiving touchdowns. Well, with like the double pass, you have you never know. Who, honestly, who knows? You have you never know. Maybe I'll pick the kicker. <laughs> pick fake kick. You pick the bunter. Yeah. Even why not? Because he could strip sack. Good. They're I'll all going to be I'll distracted. Pick, I'll pick Christian Kuntz. 
Sometimes you need to. Sometimes you need to. Sometimes. Um, you let's see. Pick I picks. think. So now Walker, you get you get your two picks. Two picks. Yeah, because you're okay. gonna do your two. Okay, because gotcha. I got to pick first. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take Jazz. I'm gonna take Jazz Ferguson, six foot five. I mean, I think as long if we get it down to the red zone, we that's throw a, up to Jazz in the that's corner. That's a really good pick. Yeah, that's it's really it's gonna be a pick. he's gonna be a tough matchup. Tough matchup all season long. Is your second pick gonna be the six foot eight tight end, <laughs> Donald Parham from Stetson? Uh, I mean, solid pick, but I think for week one, I'm gonna play it safe and take Cap Cameron Artist Payne. If I had to pick a running back, which I could, that's the running back I would have taken. I'll just take the safe pick. It's you know. smart, you know, because you get down in those red zone situations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, running if Jazz is covered, we're just gonna hand it off to to Cam and let him take care of it. So my second pick. I'm so excited for. I think it's it's a game changer. With my second pick, I will take Jared Hurd. Ah, uh, who saw it coming? I sure didn't. So I picked Jared Hurd because of how absolutely versatile he is. You can hand it to him, he'll run it in. You can throw it to him, he'll catch it, he'll run it in. You can throw it to him, he'll throw it because he can do that in the XFL. They'll catch it, touchdown. He is going to be an absolute weapon for the Dallas Renegades. Nothing we've ever seen before in football. He's the next Lamar Jackson of the XFL. Give him the MVP trophy right now. Oh, Okay, that's a bold prediction there. But I am really excited to see how they use him because we really have no idea. No idea. Bob Stoops can do anything he wants. With anything him. he wants. I mean, it's it, it really is wide open. It's going to be a great season, and I'm so It'll excited be. for it. Yeah, so that's going to do it for this first episode. Um, Got a pretty solid roster, good coaching staff. Excited for the season. Lots of fun. It's going to be a great season. I love the new rules. I love everything the XFL is doing. Yeah, it's going to be really, fun to watch. It's giving the power to the players. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. And the fans. It's yeah. They... The on the field pass and for the season tickets and not ex- super expensive. I love it. They're yeah. really the XFL. It's I am really excited. It's gonna be a great season. So yeah, uh, tune in ESPN this Sunday 4 p.m. Uh, maybe maybe catch Tony and I on the sideline talking to Pat McAfee. Talking to Pat, yeah, he'll do maybe some interviews. Maybe get yeah. on TV. Yeah, we'll see about that. And then definitely join us next week. Um, we'll break down we this prepare. week one game. We'll prepare for week two. But keeping all that in mind. The best is yet to come. We've been talking gates.